Yo, welcome to a new edition of the Speaker Geeker Podcast. I'm your host, Steve O'Steve, and I'm here with my brother, my partner, Tommy T, our residential, uh, our residential I can't wait till you say enthusiast. residential and DJ. This is coming soon. <laughs> yeah. It's coming soon, man. It's I'm coming be, real. I'm going to be scratching pretty soon. Real soon. Uh, also, shout out to our residential artists. Real mm-hmm. soon. Real soon. Uh, shout out to our residential artist, G. He ain't back yeah. quite yet. He's still on the honeymoon. You know what I'm saying? Doing a honeymoon thing out there in the streets. So if you see him or you follow him on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, make sure y'all congratulate him. He is officially married. He's a married man now. He's a married man <laughs> now. Uh, Welcome to the club. Shout out to my guy, yeah. man. Oh, I'm so happy for him. Uh, and and me, Steve-O Steve, your residential uh, former music exec and music historian in the building today. And we got a great episode for y'all, man. We're going to be going down all the news from last week. So this is a great episode where we're just going to be shooting, shooting, the, shooting the breeze. You know what I'm saying? A lot of good, a lot of good barbershop talk, good guy talk. And we're going to have some fun, man. But of course, of course, you know what I'm saying? Without further ado, man. Let's do we're it. We're going to get started off in here. Uh, and we're going to hop off in this top five. I know G A, you know, but always in his spirit. We jump yeah. in that top. Five of the week. Let's do it. So, Tommy T, you ready? All right. So, man, go for no particular order, but this is my order. Um, the first song on my top five is Lil John, Bia Bia. Um, I was watching, (laughs) I was watching uh, Bia (laughs) off of uh, on the uh, I was gonna say MTV Hip Hop Awards, but BET Hip Hop Awards. From this past week, and she, you know, she did her song that she got with Lil John, and uh, I was like, hmm, mm-hmm. I want to hear that song, Bia Bia. So I started listening to it, ran down <laughs> this uh, rabbit hole of Lil John, and uh, yeah, I was yeah. like, I gotta put this on here. Um, another song I got is a song called Clockwork by D Smoke, featuring uh, Marsha Ambrosia. I think that's how you say her last name. I'm not sure, but she. She definitely can sing. Yeah, Ambrosia. And uh, she's one half of Floetry. I don't know if you guys have ever, um, do you guys remember that group or not, but they made some awesome music. Um, yeah. Um, they did, yeah. That song, that album is banging, by the way. <laughs> that album is incredible. I'm surprised not right. more, there's too. not more people talking too, about but it. He, he got a song on there with uh, Lil, uh, not Lil John, but uh, John Legend. Oh, man. That song is nice, yeah. bro. But this one stood out to me, man, because I was listening to I was like, I never heard this song and I always enjoyed her singing. She's actually on that album a few times. So um, that's kind of cool. Huh. Um, the next one, I got Lil Wayne, Money on My Mind from the Carter 2 album. That album, like we was talking about um, last, last time we recorded with Mark, we were talking about Lil Wayne. And so that got me um, listening to yeah. a little bit more Lil Wayne and somebody um, brought up Lil Wayne didn't have um, I asked a question about Lil Wayne a few weeks ago too about you know can he be mentioned in the conversation with Jay-Z being in pop and uh, somebody mm-hmm. pointed out the fact that Wayne doesn't have a classic album and I was I didn't like. I think that's false. I was, I was like, I was sitting up there, and I was trying to figure out: does he have a classic album? 
And if he, if I had to say that he, a classic album, I would say, um, now he's not talking about mixtapes. That was one thing he pointed out, but I would have to say Carter two is probably yeah. the classic album that Lil Wayne produced or, you know, put out or whatnot in my eyes, probably not everybody else's, but yeah, money on Con, go ahead, go ahead. It was, a, I was going to jump in there real quick. It, it was a lot of interesting uh, comments when I looked down through that one that I wanted to hear more about because I, I think uh, I think it's the same person because he said he didn't I'm know how to sure. make songs or something and uh, uh, I think it was the same person but I'm not totally sure I want to hear more about that because yeah. I've heard that once before in my lifetime and I was like that was, that was the and first time I was like, like, that was the first time does I he heard make that good songs? <laughs> <laughs> I mean does he make a, yeah. a complete song um, he I mean does he have good records yes but does he make a uh, complete song and that's very interesting I've heard that before and I just never really like paying attention to it now to hear it again I'm like now I gotta go back and listen to see does Wayne make complete songs but I, I don't know if that takes it away from him being in that conversation uh, as far as the classic album um, for me I always thought that Carter 2 was it but I really believe so? Carter 3 is it when I go to listen to Carter 3 now, as opposed yeah. to when I first did, when it first out, I was like, "What is this? This right, is trash!" Right, right. <laughs> I was I like, say, "Yeah, I was like, I didn't think is, it was trash though." Yeah, but it, it was it like it. I wanted, I wanted mixtape Wheezy on the, on the album because on like album. you, if you remember, yeah. that was like Carter Three came out like when when Wayne was at his prime. You know, when every like every yeah. other day it was a new Wayne song, and you know he couldn't do nothing wrong, and mm-hmm. he was just going crazy. Yeah, absolutely, I, I agree, yeah. and I think that's what threw me too, because like, because on Carter Three it was Mrs. Officer um, and, and stuff a, like that. Was it a Millie? And like, Is that what they call it? A Millie, a Millie, a, yeah, yeah, a Millie, yeah, all that. And, and when I like, I think that. I think Carter one and Carter two are like kind of on the. Or matter of fact, you know what? I think that those two are probably. Well, yeah. I, I say Carter two yeah. is still a classic. Uh, I think Carter one was like the the switch because mm-hmm. we've seen so much of Wayne. Like I, I like I said before, you saw Hot Boy Wayne, then you saw Solo Wayne, then you saw Wayne like become kind of adult with Carter one. And then, you know, see Carter two where he perfects that, which yeah. I, I think Carter two is his classic, but I think Carter three is a classic as well. Cause when I go back to listen to it now yeah. and with a different ear, yeah. I don't skip right, a record. Right. <laughs> like I don't skip nothing. Like every single thing on there flows seamlessly and it just, it rocks out. And I was like, goodness gracious, did we like take this album for granted? But that was the album that yeah. sold a million in a day. Right, right. Back when you had to buy a CD. Before streaming. Not not streaming. Back when you had to buy a CD and we were like, why? Why do people love that? But a million. That's what I was thinking Uh, about, man. Yeah, you had a million. You had Lollipop. You had... Uh, What's the song you did with Babyface? Um, That was a nice song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) I need the playlist. (laughs) Right, right now. Um, Uh... But yeah, like that album there. Now that I listen to it, when like I am with, with nothing older, competing or, with it because like now, Wayne put that out and continued to put out mixtapes. 
he let that he let that one breathe a little yeah, bit, like, but he remember. continued to put out mixtapes, and mm-hmm. it was like his that album couldn't compete with the mixtapes he was putting out. But standing alone, yeah. So if we push, if we put mixtape to the side, and then you're like the Carter Three, because Carter Three was right. an album, not a mixtape. So once you get that out your mind, and then you look at it, like, let me run down Three P. Three P was a mm-hmm. hard intro, like a hard intro. Like Three P was hard. Then you came, then he hit you with a million. Then after that, it was comfortable That's with name, Babyface. Yeah. That's the what's one the you're for. What's, yeah. what's the jump when he was a doctor? Huh? Uh, are you going down the list? Let me see, <laughs> Doctor Carter. Doctor, it's Doctor Carter. Yeah, it's Doctor Carter. But then you got you got Phone Home, which was probably the weakest record on Weezy. there. Phone <laughs> yeah. Weezy, you know that, which is but probably the weakest it, weakest record on there. Like, but yeah, you it will ride, and you'll be like, uh, I'm riding with it. And then you went with Mrs. Officer, yeah. which was a hard record. Uh, shoot, shoot me down, which was a hard record. Uh, La La with Buster Rhymes, you ain't got nothing. Action, Mr. Yep. Carter, oh, with I forgot Jay-Z. that was on there. Uh, got yeah. money, yeah, with T Pain, yeah. yeah. Like then the Dr. Carter record, uh, tie my hands with yep. Robin yep. Thicke, which is a hard record. Uh, yeah. let the beat build, Bro, fit- which is uh, which Bro, everybody started rapping over that. Carter three, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and then and then we right. haven't even gotten a lot of pop, which was the was like twelfth song on there. Yeah, and then you get P Monster, uh, and then Don't Get It, and yeah. then Lollipop uh, remix, and then I think it's one more. Uh, yeah, Prostitute too. So it's like looking back at that album, like I. That's I it. think that's his classic <laughs> album. I think Carter Two is as well. So I think he he maybe you know had two back to back albums, uh, but yeah, that's just my Mine opinion, too. real quick. I forgot, I, hey, I, forgot I was in my list. <laughs> <laughs> so I talk about Wayne. Let's put this down. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, what's next, yeah. man? Jay Z, the story of OJ. I think um, that oh song there, that album. I can't just talk about this one song. Because that album itself mm-hmm. is a like to me is a masterpiece. It's like how people look at um the Mona Lisa and 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 uh Picassos and all that stuff. That's what that album is to me. Yeah. Just because dude did some teaching, told some stories, and he really progressed where he was <laughs> in um in his life by through the storytelling on that album, man. He tell you about some things and then Absolutely. Um, make some things make sense to, as well. So um, the story of OJ just sticks out to me um, because I was, that it record, came out bro. and I like, I've Individual. always been interested in OJ because OJ himself mm-hmm. was a superstar, you know? And um, once that the thing happened when he killed that lady, Killed his, uh, I can't remember her name. But when when everything happened, yeah, yeah his his, his ex wife, I think, when he killed them, um, mm-hmm. you know, and and like the stories behind all that stuff, how OJ was like, he's OJ, <laughs> like he really said that, like, <laughs> hey, we still gotta say oh, allegedly, allegedly because he was, he was never, never convicted, convicted um, yeah. on that, but um, yeah, so. Story of OJ, Jay Z, off of four forty four. 
Um, 42 Doug featuring Future, Maybach. Bruh, Too like easy. this song, just like I just, <laughs> I just really like this song, man. I think I put it on the uh on the on my top five a few weeks ago, but I just really like this song, bro. Uh, it is, man. That's so hard, <laughs> it man. is. He, yeah, hard I give too. him that, man. I, I, I'm starting to, it's like him and Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah. Him, Uzi, Uzi and Vert Gunner. been coming out with some nice stuff, yeah. bro. And I was like, yeah, I ain't know about him in the beginning, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like how uh, Lil Yachty grew on me. <laughs> but um honorable mention, yep. man, I want to put this out here. Yeah. Um Babyface Ray, Big Sean, Hit Boy, it ain't my fault. Um, I was telling Steve before we uh started uh recording on the podcast that I heard this song like last week or the week before, whenever it came out, but never really gave it a listen until this past week. And um this is a great song, man. It's hard. I like the lyrics. Um, I like the beat because it, it pays homage to um, the old It Ain't My Fault with uh, Silk the Shark and Mystical. Um, and I've been, I've been, uh, yeah. who else? It's uh, ESTG did a, a song 5500. Yeah. He took a, a old juvenile beat and 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 redid it. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like, man, I've been like looking for songs that's doing that, man. So um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's, my, that's gonna round out my top five, man. <laughs> my bad, dog. I, I thought you was talking about the too easy record. That too easy record dope my too, bad. man. Sorry. But... Sorry. <laughs> too easy record hard, oh, man. I've been listening to it for the past week. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, that may that by, that may tough, by hard. Uh uh Maybe is that like... that the one? What do you say? I've been playing yeah. enough for yeah. my city. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was riding to that on the way back from. I was at a wedding uh, Saturday night, and I was riding back, and I was in the you know we got a new BMW truck. <laughs> you know, no, yeah, yeah, Kena, Kena one of those uh, new trucks. You got uh, a new truck. It's a BMW, and I was heading back from Clarksville, and like when you heading back from road. Clarksville. <laughs> You, yeah, it's nothing but road, but there's a period where you like yeah. start to see Nashville and you see the whole skyline and just how beautiful it like Nashville really is from uh this certain part when you're when you're uh mm-hmm. heading back from Clarksville. And that song yeah. came on like at the perfect time. And I was just like I, I, hey, I got hype. I was like, I was no, my city. I started swerving through traffic. You know, it's got the, yeah, you know, the, you the just roof and sunroof. I'm like, shit, 20, man, I'm like, shit, man. man. I feel good, man. Hey, you never, you never know, man, when you, when you uh, chase your dreams and you work hard, you get to uh, that point yeah. where you're like, you know, you start seeing stuff different and yeah. you really do appreciate things. Um you know, it, it may not be a Maybach, but it's a BMW that I never thought I'd be be in driving as yeah, yeah, as yeah. ours. You know what I'm saying? So it is is one of the moments where you feel a yeah, song. I already know like, it, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what we talked about. That's what we talked about. So absolutely, man. That's a record. Oh, so we'll jump in my top five, man. So my top five for the week: Starlito, Don Trip, man, Step Brothers, man. Yeah, five times. Look here. If you want to hear a record from Don Tripp and Lido, man, this is one of them. There's plenty of them out there, but this is one of my favorites. It's some more, but 
I didn't want to be too Starlito heavy on my list because <laughs> I've been listening to Starlito like crazy. Uh, also, the next one after that, man, Starlito once again. This is off of the Hot Chicken uh, album, uh, Starlito's Hot Chicken, 100 I Shoot. This is one of my favorite records, man. Yeah. And he's spitting on it too. Uh, so it's plenty more that way he's going in a lot deeper, but this is one of my records that if, if I'll yeah. play it back yeah. like more than once and just listen to him. Hunter, I shoot, you know, and, and the beat hard. And I mean, just is what it is, man. Where Lido at anyway, man? I got to find him. Also, man, after that, man, Don Tolliver. Hey. Is that the new this one? This album is fire. I haven't listened to it, Yeah, man. the new one. I got to. Man, I check it out, to. man. You got to check it out. You got to go do it. Swinging on West. Oh, hold up. Westmire. I hope I said that right. I think I did. Westmire. Yeah. Something like that. You know the song when you hear it. Man, I love it. It's real smooth. The entire album's kind of smooth like this record. But this song right here just, man, it makes me feel good, man. He's he's talking that talk on and I enjoy it. After that, man, Trick Daddy. <laughs> you know now? Uh-uh. Look here. <laughs> this is a hood classic, man. This is when we first got introduced to Trainer. And boy, if this was a nasty song, like mm-hmm. goodness gracious, we with the legs up, <laughs> then I blew all in you, boy. Yeah, yeah, right. Don't listen to this while the kids around. <laughs> After that, the Gap Band, outstanding. outstanding. Look, this one of my favorite records of all time. Look here, we took a trip. We was all in Florida with the fam, uh, my wife. Her sister, her family, our family, uh, my brother. I, I, I'm one of the people who kind of hate saying brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying my brother. Here. I mean, yeah. y'all been married for so long. And I've been married with so long. We we just brothers. So this, you know, we was playing some dominoes, and man, this song came on and just it's just one of them feel good moments, man. Outstanding. It it just feels good. I love this record. I had some honorable mentions, but I didn't include them this week. Because yeah. I think this is enough, like just action-packed records right here. So, so that rounds out my top five for the week. So shout out to everybody. I know we missed last week's playlist, but look forward to this week's playlist with me and Tommy T's top five, as well as G's. Look out for G's mystery top five records. So check that out and let's see what's going on. I hope y'all enjoy the top yes, five for this week. And we gonna, we, we gonna keep it gonna pushing, keep man. It so pushing. Um. So uh, normal, normally, well, I guess it's still yeah. news with Tommy T. But this week's episode, man, is all about hodgepodge. So we're taking like a, a bunch this, of news this from past week. Uh, yeah, this past week, basically. And we're just gonna shoot them off and have some good barbershop talk. Make sure y'all hear it, y'all. Make sure y'all. Say something in the comments. Let's talk about it. We're going to throw a question out there on social media. Be looking out for that. But, yeah, man, we, we finna get into the meat and potatoes of things. We got a lot. It's a yeah. lot. A whole now. bunch. So, a whole bunch. Um, I'm going to start yeah. it off with, uh, let's go with Dave Chappelle. So, Dave Chappelle released oh, yeah. a, uh, a special on Netflix last week. It's called mm-hmm. The Closer. Basically, this is his. This going to wrap up his contract with Netflix of uh, specials. So if you guys uh, haven't watched mm-hmm. it, it is very funny to me. Um, I laughed. And um, 
Yeah, but he got into some controversial um, topics, um, as he usually does. And um, yeah, he caught some backlash for it, man. Uh, he was talking about uh, the trans community. LGBTQ plus, yeah. I think is how I'm saying um, that. Yeah. Yeah. But he was he was saying, um, you know, just talking about him and, you know, asking like he said something about the baby and the release of the baby. He wants mm-hmm. to negotiate the release of the baby from the basically being blackballed from everything. Um, my initial thought of on it was this is going to I didn't think twice about what he was saying. Right. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of times when like. For me, if you're telling the truth. You know, if you're telling the truth, yeah. I, I kind of like, OK, I get it if it's on the right platform. But um, the thing with Dave Chappelle is, first off, I don't believe that he cares and I don't think that he should. <laughs> you no, know, absolutely. Um, I don't think he's out here. He, I don't feel like he was malicious in what he was saying. That's the thing. Mm. I don't think he was I malicious so in what he was saying. But I mean, like everybody's not gonna like what you say, and everybody's not gonna like what you do. But I mean, the way I look at it, man, funny is funny. Yeah. I, I think specifically the comments that got him some black backlash was that the baby comment about how in hip hop, you know, they praise you for the violence, but then, you know, nothing got canceled because of that. But then as soon as he said something that offended the uh, LGBTQ plus community, all of a sudden he was just, you know, everybody was like, he's the villain, cancel him, yada, yada, yada. Everyone's turning against him. So but like like hold up, we we talk about cancel culture and everything. We not finna cancel Dave Chappelle. <laughs> like oh, yeah, that's, that's not that's finna happen. We, I mean, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't say nothing wrong. Like I don't understand why anyone's even. I haven't seen the whole thing, so it may be more there. But from what I read, the that was what got yeah. him, and so but, you know. Got him, you know, got critics up in arms, but I, I, I honestly don't think he said anything wrong. He said, you know, he told the truth, and but and, you know, in this lifestyle, if, if I can, if I can quote Charlemagne, the lies more entertaining than yeah. the truth, you know. But he, he just telling you what happened, <laughs> really, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is exactly what happened. Like and he shot a person in Walmart. He didn't get counsel. Nobody, like nothing happened. He just kind of went. Probably went, you know, saying above and beyond. And then he says, like, a little, I don't want to say this wrong. No, you know what? He says this comment at a show, and now everybody's up in arms. It's, I don't know, it's mind-boggling these days that they have so much. For one, that that whole community has so much power in the media that everyone, you know what I'm saying, it is like once it happened, if they say something, it's like, all right, we got to Yeah, we can't nah, fool but, with you, blah, blah, blah. But you, you, you yeah. like the thing about it is like while watching it, um, I would have to say that I'm mm-hmm. like one of the most fair people. Like I don't talk about people mal- maliciously, 
you know what I'm saying? I, like yeah. if I'm, yeah, I if I talk about somebody, they know that I'm talking about them and, and they know that it's, it's nothing um, malicious about it. What he was doing yeah. Yeah. was, honestly, he was telling stories of things that happened to him. You know, and finding the mm-hmm. humor in that. That's one. But then two, it's like people get upset with it's it's like we're all walking on eggshells when we talk about certain topics. Like when white people when we talk about white people saying nigga, people start to walk on eggshells. But the first thing you gotta realize is you know that white people say it. That's the that's the first thing you, you gotta realize that people say it. Yeah, oh, they, yeah, say they may not say it around they, you, you know, they but then also you have to be able to have that conversation with people, and which we mm-hmm. talked about uh, previously. I think we might have talked about it on uh, let's discuss. Um, it was on the. No, we talked sp- about. Remember, we we talked yeah, about yeah. it on, on our show. It was me, you, and Greg, and that's when yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but I think Greg said it best, man. We got to sit down and have that conversation, not just automatic, like, like try to understand what right. where someone's coming from. Uh, I don't think that everyone's completely right or that everyone's completely wrong, man. Let's sit down and have a conversation. Either, you know, say if we're not able to sit down and have a conversation. Then yeah, you're gonna hear people speaking out. That, yeah, of course, that's what they're gonna do. Until you're like, all right, let's let's have a conversation. You know, everybody, you know, one group of people can have that much mm-hmm. power. You know, like, like it's it's just it's just, it's just man, when you look at it or when you think about it, like honestly, I don't even think about it because what people do in their sexual relationship or who they choose to date or how they choose to date ain't none of my business because who I choose to chose to marry is who I'm married to. That's my relationship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, if you yeah, was absolutely. a salute. Yeah. But you also, also people got to understand that everyone's going to have yeah. their own beliefs and opinions about all of that. So. Yeah. That's what, and that's what my thing when it comes to comedy, I think you can't, you can put a sensor on comedy, but you can't put a sensor on If that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's certain things you should be able to. I think you shouldn't talk about people's kids. You know what I'm saying? It, it, right. It's, it like, that's the thing. It's Someone like, it's, be funny. man, you, you got do. some bad you kids do. out here in this world. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's like certain things that just naturally you shouldn't talk about. But then certain things in comedy, mm-hmm. especially if you're just telling a story about what happened to you. Like nothing, you know, if you think it's funny, okay, laugh. If you don't, don't laugh. Wait for the next joke. Yeah, yeah you, you don't have to off. watch it, but uh, I don't think asking, because a lot of people, like people were like asking Netflix to take it down. And I think they <laughs> stepped up and was like in support of Dave Chappelle. Um, I think so, but I think they I hope take not, it down. Man. I hope not. I'm not sure. Thing Bro, it was funny, man. Talking about, <laughs> like it was funny. Yeah, well, I think yeah, he, know what he, he especially uh, knew what he was I doing. Think, you know, yeah, I think let comments comment if you don't like I it, don't, don't watch it. Uh, but I think we need to start having that conversation because I, I don't want, I don't want friends of mine being that are you know what I'm saying a part of that community yeah. being offended. Yeah, but I need to know why, why. is this offensive? Like, why? Because to me, he just he just yeah. told the truth. Like this is what mm-hmm. happened. You know, um, 
I don't know, but man. yeah, so yeah, we definitely see, see what, happens. what happens. But um, I think Dave Chappelle is such a gem in the community, in the world that um, yeah, man, I think he's okay. Um, moving right along, man. I just want to throw this out here. Six Sonic actually has a release date for <laughs> their album. Um, yeah. When is it, man? November twelfth. I'm waiting. <laughs> I am waiting. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I'm just waiting to see if it's going to happen. I think, Silk, I think um, they got something with Silk, <laughs> with Silk Sonic. Um, the sound is so... Mm-hmm. It it embodies like four decades of music. You know? Yeah, it's amazing. And like they're doing things. Mm-hmm. They're thinking out of out the box so much that it's like, yeah, you ready for this type of creativity. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, and I and I think they're both an awesome artist. You know, separately. Now you put two awesome artists yeah. together. Um, I think they're gonna produce something amazing. So, um, I'm really curious to see if it's if it's really gonna happen though. If November 12th is the day yeah. that um, our ears will be um, pressed for joy by hearing by hearing this album. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, I keep I keep saying I'm I'm hearing skate music, Bruh. and I, I just I'm gonna go buy some skates. Y'all gonna see me skating, gonna skating down skating the street. <laughs> yeah. Did you skate backwards, bro? Sure will. I couldn't do that. No. I barely uh, could. I skate, gotta learn man. that part. I can skate forward, and I can turn the corner. I have trouble so. turning. <laughs> <laughs> and I finally figured out how to stop properly. I still so. haven't figured yeah. that part yeah. out. I usually just try to fall or something like that safely. To stop, <laughs> yeah, run into the wall, wall, catch me a little bit. Um, yeah, let me jump into this one real quick, man. I, R. Kelly, R. Kelly, uh, music sales, yeah, was five hundred percent following his guilty mm-hmm. verdict. Um, I've been kind of staying away from R. Kelly, man, just because it's just a conversation we had previously, man. Like, I, I just. I don't know, man. He made great music, but then it's like, where you can't be forgiven for what you did. Mm. Like it, it's like we yeah. talk about separating the artist from the art or the art from the artist, and his mm-hmm. music can't really be separated. It depends. Get, man, right, right. I can, you, yeah, I can listen to it and not be bothered. Like I'm like, I can listen to the music and remember whatever memory I yeah. have with that music and it does it, and I block out like you know what I'm saying what he's currently going through um, because I I don't know I, I can just do it that way I can just listen to the music for the music uh, now I'll be honest it does get to some of them parts where you be like yeah. <laughs> and you be is like is he talking about oh, was he? <laughs> yeah now also if you look at his guilty verdict he's not um he's not convicted of child molestation Sex he's traffic. convicted of other stuff yeah which is totally different which is interesting so mm-hmm. but i mean yeah if, if y'all go back and check out the podcast that he's referring to is a pretty old one about separating uh art versus yeah, the artistry so go back and check that out we did man yeah 
We gotta have. We yeah, gotta do it with yeah, Jeep, we gotta go man. back and, so, and listen yeah. to a lot we of stuff. Some interesting Jeep. insight. Um, no, I just, mm-hmm. I just, you know, um, I think R. Kelly, um, was a genius in his music making. I think his his mm-hmm. uh, I don't agree with his lifestyle, um, and I I don't get how so many people were okay with it, or not necessarily uh, okay, but just let that ride. You know, there's no telling. Like from the know. stuff that people yeah. been saying, like I, I like I honestly was so disappointed in it, and it's hard for me, like I said, to actually listen to his music without thinking about you know, um, the crimes that he did, you know, because like, I remember yeah. looking at the video of, of, uh, um, what was the thing he peed on that girl trying to figure it. Cause I, oh, I found yeah. out about it, watched the boondocks and then was like, where's this tape at? And looked at it. It was like, man, this is a child I, he's peeing on. I watched it before. Like, Oh, I, I I think before Boondocks even came out, I remember when oh, yeah. it was surfacing everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so it's like that was back. It was like yeah, I didn't school. watch it till I was in but college. yeah, like a, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it then, but oh, in which he wasn't convicted then either, right. which is interesting. I I don't know, but I I guess I think what happens is because people are gonna be like, why are people? You know, people. Like, I really haven't listened to much R. Kelly since mm-hmm. he went to jail. And really, it's just because, you know, it's out yeah. of sight, out of mind. And I haven't just thought about even pressing play, like, naturally. But then when he's back in front of, you know, front and center, then I think a lot of people then remember R. Kelly and then go, you know, say, let's turn music. So it's just a remembrance thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Something that happens naturally. Yeah. Well, I guess you're right, Steve. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we're talking yeah, about now. It is, it is true. <laughs> and somebody's gonna probably go and go listen and yeah, whatever, and have their thoughts. Um, separating the art versus artistry, you know, from yeah. the arts, because we can never get an art no, category. Definitely would and and YouTube, Google removed this stuff, like his official um, pages and stuff. Yeah, off, off, really? of, off of YouTube. Well, that's interesting. I was like, oh, okay. Wow. Now you see something wrong with it. <laughs> so all this time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Why <What now? laughs> he, con- he was convicted. Like, we, that's that's why. I would, I would like to go oh, and remember this stuff. I'd like to go see some of this stuff. Like just I mean, other folks don't post it. You can't like never you got get away albums from it, so. and all this other stuff, man. People like it. If you want to listen yeah. to R. Kelly music. It's still available to listen to. It's just you have to go to different heights to go listen to it now. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, musically, he, Man, music, never, like, I don't think like, we can erase him to, musically. Let's be honest, man. This dude made music for everybody that, like, you listen to his music and you're going to dance. You're going to, you know, you. Mm-hmm. there's a time where you was like, yeah, this is on my playlist. R. Kelly this, R. Kelly that. Yeah, his genius in, in music is amazing. But it's just his outside, yeah. uh, his everyday life. Everything outside. Um, yeah, is what taints his music, man. So kind of wish it was somebody that just like, bro. <laughs> somebody look, else take no, the man. take the fog. <laughs> somebody somebody well, that's not, not as big you know, as he was or impactful. No, just somebody there that oh, was like, him, bro, come on, bro, come stop. On. Yeah, yeah, like I wish like, somebody was there to do like, that. 
Oh, they even stop it even yeah. before it starts. But you know. anyway, um, so. I want to stay on this topic of cancel culture, quote unquote. Um, okay. Let's go. I bring this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what we call it. Um, <laughs> so we was forced to defend herself after she was uh, dragged on Twitter for something too short said. Um, basically, mm. I'm I'm gonna paraphrase this because. It goes into a bigger topic when it comes to um, black women. Um, basically, Too Short mm-hmm. was, I guess they were were on live or something with each other, having a conversation. And um, basically, Too Short was like, I've, like, he didn't find anything wrong with asking the girl, like, what she mixed with. Oh yeah, the original interview or something. Yeah, it was something like that. Because at first I was like, "What was it that?" Yeah, like they. Yeah. Now that you bring it up, I I know he was attracted to biracial women because he lived in the Bay. Yep. And out there, you know, always somebody is is never a person that's mixed with that's just fully black, or you know, she's mixed with something. Yeah, they always mix with something. Um. Mm -hmm. And Saweetie was just, I guess she was just talking and laughing about it. Um, she had some, I can't remember what the big issue about colorism was for her um, in the past, but it was a, it was another issue with colorism as well that came up with her name. Um, basically, she, her response to everything was, um, let me see, what was her response? Black women are beautiful. Um, she said, I haven't started flooding her mentions in the full clue 28. Actually, replied, Black women are beautiful, period. Um, she had addressed the issue before. Do you think dark skinned women can be pretty? To which she said, I was raised by dark skinned women. So I find this question insulting. Um, I don't think they can be pretty. I think they are pretty. The fan who posted, I think somebody had posted that. Um, or she mm-hmm. said it, but they had re- retweeted it or whatnot. Um, this thing of colorism, man, and like I, I, I tell my wife all the time, I think she's beautiful. Um, and I tell her all the time that I think women of whatever color, whatever, you know, creed or whatnot, I think women are special <laughs> to the world, you know to the human population because yeah. um, everybody must come through someone to get here. And the process of producing a child for me to be able to see it from day one and experience it, you know, now it's uh it's truly amazing, man, to see a baby grow, to see the, the pains that they go through, to see everything they go through. And then for black women, the, the the initial thing of colorism, right? Black women, mm-hmm. I feel like had it worse than anybody in the United States, anybody in the world, um, just because one, they were women, two, they were black. You know, um, women were treated as a secondhand citizen for so long. And then on top of everything else, you're a black woman. So, you know, and we come in 
black people come in so many shades. It's like, dog, you can't you can't put one over the other. You know, I don't feel like it's it's like women. Period. To me, are beautiful. Black women to me are especially beautiful because they are the closest thing to me in woman form. If if mm-hmm. I was a woman, I would be a black woman. You know, so yeah. um, I just feel bad for Sweetie when it comes to situations like this because I don't believe that she's intentionally trying to um, be a colorist or anything like that. I just think she just catches bad heat for that, man. I think she's just trying to make a buck with, you know, with rapping. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, now, I just really figured out who she was. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, being I honest, you, man. I really did I not know who she was. But looking at it and, you know, I, I think I think this is one of those situations where uh, I think they blew his comment oh, out sure. of proportion. Yeah. And really, it was no reason for anyone to even talk about it because all he said was he's never dated a fully black woman. Growing up in the Bay, every, you know what I'm saying, every woman is mixed mm-hmm. with something. That's his experience. Right. And, it's, and it could be true. So I don't think he's putting nothing out there to be like, you know, like, I don't think it was hateful at all. Like black women. Not so I, I think this is. Yeah, he didn't, I don't think he said that at all. He just said, I never dated a fully black woman because in the Bay, everyone mixed with something. I I mean, that could be possibly true. And as far as sweet, I think this is a, a situation of like wrong place, wrong yeah. time. Because <laughs> she's not wrong either <laughs> at all. But I think, you know, sometimes you're looking at it and you're like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think he... You know, meant for the comment to go blow out of proportion, but and I don't think you know that she deserves the backlash that she getting because she's not wrong. And at the same time, if that's you know, what I'm saying too short experience, that's his mm-hmm. personal experience. He's not wrong. I think sometimes, uh, yeah, I think sometimes we need to know when not to speak. Yeah. You know, like it's nothing wrong with. It. But at the same time, when you're a high profile person like, oh, excuse me, like she is, then. When you do speak, you know damn well somebody yeah. gonna listen. And and so. and what she says is gonna be taken out of um, context, man. It's it's kind of like it's unfair, you know. Um, but then it's mm-hmm. like, what what are you trying to gain? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you point that right. out, and then you're trying to gain what? Like what do you truly gain from that? Because obviously, you know, she's not thinking that way, you know. Is she? I don't know. Is she I don't know. She probably is. I don't know. I'm just so confused by the whole yeah, thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, while we're on the topic of race, let's <laughs> go. John Gruden and this email with the Raiders. Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah. I d- I didn't pay much attention to it, man, just because I was like. <sighs> They they like 2011. This is an email from 2011 was sent to um, I don't know who he sent it to, but he basically said something racist towards a black um, exec for the Raiders at the time. 
It was during the lockout mm. for the NFL. And um, mm-hmm. he was working out of high school, like coaching high school football. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how, how you should feel. Um, I was looking at Randy Moss's response to it. Randy Moss was really upset. And, you know, um, Randy Moss was saying that he needed to, and I'm paraphrasing, um, I'm not quoting him word for word, but um, he was basically saying he's disappointed in, in Gruden um, and the NFL. Basically, the NFL needs to do something about it. I honestly don't know how I feel about that, man. I'm looking I'm trying for to figure out what he actually said. Exactly what he said. Cause I'm thinking, uh, and I, I didn't, I didn't look at the random mouse response. I see it's yeah. everywhere. I think one of the problems is you're in, I know NBA is, you know what I'm saying? African-American dominated NFL is kind of that yeah. same way. So when you're coaching and talking to these men, of color and then something like this comes out, you know, and in, in the NFL is a respect issue. This ain't like college ball where they all call you coach. No, they, they call you by your first name and your respect is earned, not given it by whether you're a coach GM or whoever the hell. So yeah, it's 2011 and it says here that he's been trying to apologize for it. But the thing is, and I think even Derek Carr was actually speaking up for him, saying that the team is, you know, yeah. saying behind him. But the, the 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 thing is this, you know, it's one of them things where it's like, all right, show me how you really feel, and then you do, and then it's like you're trying to apologize for it, and it's like, why are you trying to apologize for it when you really feel this way, you know? Uh, yeah, it's a heinous thing. Uh, you you know, definitely like an uh, email, really, like you really want right, to be right, seen right. if you're gonna type it out. You know, I, I and I like um and I like Jay Gruden like a lot. I, I really do, but this right here is something that kind of uh, breaks my heart. But at the same time, it's like the N word situation. You know, they say it behind closed doors, but you know, it, it sucks when you find out someone like that would say something like that. Now, can people change? I do. I am a firm believer that people can change, but is, you know, but when you rear that ugly head, you know, you say, you know, say something like that. I wish I could find, I wish we could see exactly what he said. I think I found something. Because from this, it says the past week, Jay Gruden, John Gruden, uh, was exposed for a new article from the Wall Street Journal where he has revealed that he sent a racist email about DeMarcus Smith to the former mm-hmm. general manager of the Washington football team. Smith is the executive uh, director of the N- uh, NFLPA, and at the time he was negotiating the lockout. Gruden didn't like how he was going about it, and it led to some un- uh, unfortunate sentiments that uh, perpetrated negative stereotypes. My thing is, yeah, man. Just I don't know. I, I just hate it. Like, just watch your mouth, man. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, because the thing is, if you get upset again, are you going to do the same thing? Well, the, you know? the thing that I'm looking at is I don't think his job should be in jeopardy, right? I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't think the NFL, like Gruden or anybody, should be like, 
not Gruden, but uh, Goodell should be like, yeah, he has to go. It's because not he didn't work for the NFL when he sent that email. Um, that's yeah. one thing. The second thing is I think the Raiders organization, players included, um, should mm-hmm. actually have a say in what happens with him. <laughs> um and stuff when it when it comes to that. It's it's another thing too that I always think about. Um when we like how do we forgive people in situations like that? How do how because none of us are perfect, right? And I'm not trying to defend him in mm-hmm. no no type of way um or anything like that, but none of us are perfect. And, you know, we try to respect each other as much as possible. And we've all said some um, disrespectful and some things that we wish to apologize for and stuff like that. How do you move forward as an organization, as a as a player? If you were a player on that team, how do you move forward? Because you're not you like you're not going to give up your check. To not, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. I, I, my thing is this, man. There's got to be still got to be consequences. Yeah. You know. Uh. Now, whether it's I don't know about his job because it's over ten years yeah. ago, and I mean, but you know, um, it's hard, you know, right? Man, it's always <laughs> a tough one because me being a, a black man, I'm like. Like when hey when it comes out, you know I'm like oh, I'm you know I'm glad because it, it's telling sometimes. Now I can be like, all right, I knew you like yeah, some of the stuff you did in the past. Now I can see. Now do I believe people can learn from their mistakes? Which is what uh, Derek Carr was actually talking about. You know he he had a meeting with the team. He told them hey, you know he got to learn from his mistakes and and all that and taught them variable life lesson good i think that's great uh and it just it's hard in this situation cuz i don't want to think i don't know man it's hard i'm just going to say that cuz it's tough cuz yeah it is it's tough to it's it's, 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 it's like things. man your coach um a lot of times your coach is like a a parent you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah, and in yeah. a sense, for a professional athlete, that's their leader. You know, and for their leader to have like a bad mark, it's like, does that make him a bad leader? You start to question things like that. You start to question, am I being a bad person for like believing in this person? Am I, you know, you start questioning things about yourself. Um, because most of the time you can tell a racist person by the conversation that they're having. Um, yeah. but no, nah, I ain't gonna say that, bro. You got some, you can do some pretty good comedian stuff. I mean, yeah. it'll come out. <laughs> I think that's what right. happened. It'll here. come out, bro. And I, I, this is my thing. I can't, so far, I can't even find exactly. The I just, email I just sent exactly you uh, something in the Slack that it basically is. Summing up what he said. But all I know is the NFL said it was appalling. And, you know, and... uh, uh, Well, they have to say that. And just... Yeah, but 
they had like whatever because first off they wasn't the ones that put it out right they saw it and it was flagged you know he, yeah it said the NFL's the NFL statement said that the email from John Gruden denigrated DeMarcus Smith is appalling denigrating DeMarcus Smith is appalling uh, um, ab- uh, abher- abhorrent abhorrent and wholly contrary did I say that right? to the NFL's values. We condone this. We condemn the statement and regret any harm that is uh, statement make, make? Uh, inflict. This is from Adam Schefter. It was October 8th, 2021. And his email yeah. came out in 2011. So 10 yeah, years you know, ago, 10 like, years. You just, yeah, the NFL is just saying something to get ahead of this backlash. Because just imagine if the NFL never said anything. And um, I think uh, the Times had, not the Times, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, who reported this first? The Washington Post? Oh, Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Wall Street had, Journal. had reported it first. And so they have to say something to keep... Um, to protect the shield, as they would say, um, which is the NFL shield, you know. But also, if it never would have been, they leaked, never would have been like then, they. Well, they would have never known. Who would? But then, what is the NFL? The NFL was, knew that. Well, no, it was like the NFL has known well, yeah, about this. I guess so. For ten years, they flagged the email. Yeah. In an email, in an alleged email, Gruden said, "He said like five of them were flagged." Dumerus Smith has lips the size of Michael Michelin uh, tires. Michelin tires. These comments were written to uh, former Washington Football Team general manager Bruce Allen. Okay, so this is my thing. For one, you wrote it. With, with out of care in the world. So this is how you really feel. Uh, the whole thing about you know not having a racist bone and all that, blah blah blah, is is BS because you you kind of you went to the extent of whatever it was that you had to say and you was feeling emotionally. Yeah, emotion got the best of you. You said what you said, but the fact that I now I kind of see what it was said. You know, this for one the stereotype that. All black folks get, you know, black lips, yada, yada, yada. Man. Hey, yeah, it's hard, man. It's tough. It's, yeah, it's a I, tough I'm, situation. I'm I put in, even though I like him, but putting that out, that's disheartening. And but it, whatever you get, you need like, to get. Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's what any um, decision you make in life, you know, it's like, <laughs> whatever you make there there's a consequence for it what like there's a cause and effect for everything you do and um you know be it positive or negative um you know you're gonna get what you put out in the world and the thing for the if demarcus smith walked up to you and punched you in the mouth swelled up your lip that's what you deserve right like i get that it's old but sometimes it being old doesn't you know doesn't disqualify it Cause now it's come to the light. So, yeah, you, you know, you had to meet with the team. You got to learn from your lesson. But uh, I'll be honest with you, 
I think there's gonna be some consequence. I don't know if it's your job or what, but the thing is, you know, you're in a leadership position over African American males, and that's the thing. Um, and hopefully, you're not being, you know, you can say you don't have a racist on your body, but that's pretty. Well, I mean, like, yeah. uh, it's I don't know, man. It's it's just as a tough situation, man. I'll just be thinking about like, um, like the explanation he gave. You know, for and then on top of everything else, the NFL knew about this. Yeah, and I mean that's day that's on the NFL because <laughs> now stuff got leaked and hey, how yeah, you right, doing? Right, right, right. You know, and they and oh, you know you what they probably that? oh oh okay no nah, we ain't like that <laughs> now they could have handled this in house yeah somehow and that's fine right. if it was handled in house at that but time. Think about this too, bro. The Raiders hired him back in 2018, I want to say. Ten years for $100 million. The NFL allowed that, knowing that that email was there. Yeah, that's true. So come on, man. It's like, what do you you do as the player? That's the thing. It's like, you, you, you know they met up with each other and tried to, like, really investigate the seriousness of this. You know, as far as I kind of hope he punched him in his he mouth. He didn't, man. That's the executive. That's like, no, nah, he's no, no, that's, that's he's true. not going to do that. Sorry, man. <laughs> At some point, like know. you, you're like punching somebody in the mouth is not going to get you to where you need to be. Um, I know, but <laughs> you just feeling that way. You just felt it, right? There, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling that way right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. And then tomorrow, I'll be like, yeah. ah, I ain't right, gonna punch right. him in the mouth. Guess what? Here you go. Now we work through all that. Uh, but you know, right now, sure, you look at it, it does bring up. So why Cap ain't playing no more? Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm gonna leave it at that. Cap should have been playing. <laughs> that's how that's yeah, that's man, what man. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, man, did you watch the uh the Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder fight? I guess I caught the tail yeah. end of it. I didn't get to watch but you, you're uh into entire like thing. boxing and I was MMA at a and all this stuff, aren't you? Yes, sir. Yeah, that, I was pretty it's disappointed. Not, it's not really interesting to me. Why was you disappointed? I wanted I wanted uh I wanted him to win. I wanted Wilder oh, yeah. to win. I didn't. I didn't think he yeah. could beat him. Like he, I don't think he can. Cause I think. I think he beat him in the very first fight that they he, had. You get by a decision though, right? Nah, I. Yeah, you go back and look at that fight. Kyle, watch that fight. He knocked Fury yeah. out, and then they did the whole weird count thing. Fury jumped up, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was a. Uh, I forgot what the ruling was, but it was by decision. But I mean, it came down to the cause. But nah, I don't. I don't. I think he can. Yeah. But I, I, as far as now, like it was a whole controversy about the second fight. Well, what happened? I don't know too much about it. Well, there was a whole claims that uh, his his gloves was padded. Who Fury or and all uh, that loaded? Oh, Fury. okay. Yeah. So. Worthy. You got that. And then also the whole narrative leading up to this fight. Like he was trying not to even fight this fight, Fury. And they had to go to court so that Wilder could get his rematch and all of that. And then you get to the, you know, you go through all that. And then now it's time to fight. And 
you lose. And which this fight also still has some like sketchy stuff, you know, this whole thing about the slow count, which was extremely slow. Oh yeah. Like it, it didn't make sense how slow this count was, <laughs> which everybody agrees that Fury benefited yeah. from it. Uh, from the slow count so and then you get so it, it seemed this whole trilogy has had some type of uh, some some type of controversy all the way through it now was the fight you know saying one for the history books absolutely yeah. from what I've seen and what, what I people heard people say but yeah I definitely wanted Wilder to win but I mean Fury ain't no slouch, man. He obviously he's a great fighter. I was gonna say, obviously, he's not a slouch, man. Sitting up, nah, he, he's a great fighter. Fighter, he, he's got a great comeback story of what all that he's been through. Uh, but I was definitely pulling for Wilder at the time. But man, yeah, Tyson Fury, man, you gotta give his credit what credit's yeah. do. He came out there and and did his thing. One uh, Saturday, yeah, I think. Yeah. I think, uh, like like I said, man, I'm not really into. Like boxing and MMA, but the big ones I kind of pay attention to. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. This is like this was the biggest name for boxing. Like to be to be yeah. honest with you. Well, I say the biggest thing for the heavyweight division. Like what other? Like okay, yeah, for the heavyweight division. But I mean, like people want because it's been a lot of great other boxing. It matches. has, but like you got one coming up with Canelo. And uh, Plant, uh, Canelo and Triple G was amazing. Yeah. was a great uh, trilogy there. Uh, Mayweather, I mean, Money May. But it's, it like, started, like, for me. And then you got a lot for of For me, with Mayweather, it was kind of like, it wasn't interesting. You know, you like, you, you start hoping that he just loses. You know, and, and yeah. I was like, when I hope a boxer loses because not because the the other boxer is more skilled, but because I dislike the person for how he carries himself as a boxer, I was like, this ain't, you know, this ain't a reason to be a fan of the of the thing. It's it's of yeah, of the sport. And you know, I I started uh, trying to like, okay, skill for skill. Like this boxer should win or this boxer should lose, um, and it's like, man, you get to this fight, this uh, Tyson Fury fight. I didn't see it; I just saw the uh, the highlights of it, man. And you got five knockdowns with a knockout. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I want to see stuff like that. You know, yeah, <laughs> but you also gotta gotta put in mind, like uh, me and my homeboy Faye was in there talking about it. it Wilder had any type of defense, he would have had a way better chance of winning right. that fight. He would have went the distance. He would have won. Yeah. But would he have won? And that's if, the thing. Like a lot of people, a lot of people want to see this knock that knockout drag yeah. out. But like the thing, the reason why I like Mayweather so much is because he understood defense. Yeah. And the sweet science of actually fighting in the ring isn't. <laughs> it, it doesn't have to be a drag out slug fight to the end. Yes, that's exciting. But at the end of the day, I'm here to collect checks. I'm here to beat you. So guess what? I'm gonna implement some defense, shoulder roll, pop you, get to the other side of the ring. I'm here to win. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm here to collect check. And then as a result of that, shoot, Mayweather became. The biggest thing since sliced bread. Not only that, shoot, he brought that money yeah. in, made it to where boxers could make 
some really big, big money. As far as the Wild and Fury, you know, heavyweights, it's interesting because it, normally it is kind of like that, that mm-hmm. knockout drag, drag dog fight. And like, that's cool and it's exciting, but at the same time, I, I can't discredit the person who learns this game and figures out the cheat code. You got to give them their respect yeah. too. And, and yeah, if you become the villain, cool. Y'all just going to keep paying them pay-per-view buys and <laughs> filling them seats to see who can beat me. <laughs> you know? Uh, you stop, but then somebody yeah. else, yeah. you know what I'm saying, it came up in your place. Yeah. But, you know, looking at... But I looked at that and I, re- and I respect and I love to see that form of the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I got a little bored at, with just the... You know what I'm saying? The, the, I probably got too smart to it and just got bored with the whole not you know dog fight and it's like dude just well, put it, your it arms was, up. <laughs> get out the right. corner it was almost keep your hands up was, what are you doing you deserve to get knocked out that's what you get <laughs> that's what you get <laughs> what did you expect right, that right. <laughs> it's almost like um you know how people get bored with um like to say take the Patriots a lot of people don't like the Patriots because they keep winning Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan didn't like I Tim mean, Duncan. Well, I love Tim. Big fundamental. I love Tim Duncan. I just thought the Spurs were boring. Uh, <laughs> the, the same the thing. I mean, who's the centerpiece? Yeah. Uh, the, Warriors. Uh, the Warriors are actually exciting. The Warriors are exciting, but a lot of people didn't like them because they kept winning. A lot of people didn't like them because they were... But they were the most developed people. team. Outside, yeah, they were outside of KD, and, and they were developed yeah. team. Like they wanted to keep saying they're a super team. No, no they're not. They're, they're not. not. <laughs> they have never been. <laughs> they just acquired KD and, and they balling. But you know, going back to the uh, Fury yeah. and, and Wilder fight, I, I think it was spectacular because we haven't seen something like that in a we long time. Seen heavyweights fight just like seen that. that heavyweight. And, so that's why I say it was good for the heavyweight division. Yeah. Uh, as far as overall boxing, yeah, it was exciting, but. You ain't gonna go in there every night and like looking back at it, there was some really sloppy moments. You think, uh, Uh, but you know, I was gonna say, do you would like boxing standing next to MMA can't last, right? What you mean by standing next to because competition of well, at this point, there is no competition. MMA is is it been taken over for the last I want to say five years. Until like you get a big fight like Mayweather or, you know, saying the the Wilder versus Tyson Wilder himself mm-hmm. because for so long Wilder was just bodying people, or you know, saying Canelo and Triple G and things like that. Like boxing hasn't stood a chance in so long. Like a lot of people haven't been watching boxing in so long. Not like that. Yeah. Uh, as far as MMA, a lot of people have gravitated that because you had Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey, Nate Diaz, you know, uh, uh, Nate and Nick, and, and you got Masvidal. And, you got a lot more fighters. You, you had a lot of people become stars. And also, it was, you know, it was, even though MMA is a little more, I would say MMA is more brutal, but it, it doesn't last as long. Yeah. Like, you know, five-minute rounds, most of the time it's three and they kept, you know, say kept it going. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you're on the car, be like three, five minute rounds. Somebody might get knocked out in the first 20 <laughs> seconds. And it's over. Instead of in boxing, you get knocked down, you get a count of 10 
and you're able to keep fighting and it may go the distance. Yeah. Whereas, you know, hey, yeah, somebody can knock that is on to the next. Or it's a little more exciting because there is more things to do. You know, you can take somebody to the ground. It, it, it is boring moments in MMA, MMA as well. But as far as them, nah, they don't stand next to each other at all. MMA has definitely went to a whole nother stratosphere, mm-hmm. whereas boxing right now is trying its best to catch like, up. Do you think it's because of the the fighters? Or you do you think it's just because of MMA being more uh I don't want to say violent, but more action. I'll put it to you. I like was that. okay. No, that that's actually perfect. I would say it's more of so in boxing, you got so many different like things going mm-hmm. on, right? So you have the W was it WBA and the I don't know, bro. Uh, like the other one, I would one. just agree with yeah. you. <laughs> exactly. You have so many different things going on. Whereas, so in MMA, you have different like you like in in boxing. You have top rank. Then there was Golden Boy. Then you got all this, and then you got the you know the, the different belts from different places and nothing's unified. So it's harder to follow a story. Mm-hmm. Whereas in MMA, you do have the different brands. You got Bellator and you got UFC and you got bare knuckle fighting. But if we're really looking at it, UFC is the top of the top and that's what everybody watches. So when you go to watch, when you think of MMA, you think of UFC. That's no disrespect for the Bellator. I like Bellator, but UFC is that top tier so when you go there you can see it's clear stories Mm -hmm. it's easy to follow and it's like it's not too many people the belts make sense it's not like this belt from this part this belt it it, it was clear and then also you combine that with action as well yeah Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely would you say that this fight will go down in history, like how we know about the rumble in the jungle. Um, who was it? Sugar Ray and uh, Hitman. Um, do you say that this fight will go down as one of those that will be remembered in time? Yeah. Like like those classic fights and, and one day we'll yeah. be sitting back remembering like, hey, we remember when that happened. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that yeah. is, is there yeah. rivalry like that, or or got the makings of that? Yeah. Because that's what I feel like um, boxing yeah, is I, missing. I, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it ain't just a bunch of random folks, you know, fighting one another. Uh, and I think UFC does a great job of telling the story. And I think in boxing, this one specifically is going to go down in history as probably one of the greatest heavyweight fights or trilogies of all time. Just because of the story that it tells, people got invested, everything that happened in between and around it. And also, I don't think this is the last time they're going to fight unless uh, unless Wilder retires. I don't think Fury's going to... You, you know, think he's going to retire? Is that soon. something he was talking about doing? Or, like, I haven't heard anything no. from Wilder. Ooh, Wilder. Yeah, I haven't heard anything from him. I have. Uh, Wilder just said that, you know, he tried his best, but his best wasn't good enough that night. And, you know what I'm saying, they talked a little bit about slow count, but he he ain't said too much, but that's what he said. He was just like his best wasn't good enough that night to get the job done. So because of Wilder, his strength, his power, everything they can do, I don't think this is the last time mm-hmm. that they'll fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would have to be one of them two would have to like retire or leave the sport. Yeah. Uh, 
So not just Wilder, but Fury as well. You never know. Next couple of days, Fury could be like, yeah, I retired, blah, blah, blah. But I think they'll fight again. And if it if it doesn't, fine. But I think I think if uh Wilder comes back out, fights again, and you know what I'm saying? Cause he hadn't fought in 20 months. Yeah. I don't think neither one of them have. And just the story that they told with this. Man, I think it could happen again, but you know we'll see where where both parties go from there. Who does Fury go on to fight next? Mm-hmm. Or when is he gonna fight next? It's, it's almost Who like it's Wilder just go, you know it's just like two, three heavyweights, four heavyweights. That yeah, and that's the problem with it. Like with boxing, we don't like we're like, who do you invest in? It's only so many. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know MMA and UFC specifically. Like you got that. Like you, you can they're clear. You can see who they are. You know who the stars are. You you know, you know this and that. And you know, they go out there and they do their thing. And plus, it's easy to see too. Like, yeah. But it's boxing like everywhere, and I have no idea. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's so many, it's hard to invest because there's so much. It's kind of like me in college sports. Yeah. I don't have a college team except for MTSU because I went to MTSU yeah. because there's so many teams. I'm like, I don't know who the best is. <laughs> like, why? I, I don't yeah. have a clue. Yeah. I just like to watch college football. <laughs> and, you know, it's boxers kind of the same way. Yeah. It's like, all right, I know who this guy is. <laughs> so, you know, and then, you know, who, you know, certain perfect people here, but it's so many fighters out there. And it takes a minute for them to come up in the rank. So, yeah. Man, yeah. So, um, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what's the next big fight for the boxing realm. Um, I like the big fights, you know. It's just kind of like, you know, just knowing what's going on. But I ain't no huge boxing or MMA fighter um, fan. But I am a fan of the Boston yeah. Celtics. And uh, this next piece, uh, bro, <laughs> like this thing here, it made me sad because so many Celtics were named in this thing. But um, this past week, uh, <laughs> 18 former NBA players were charged in $4 million uh, health care fraud scheme. So basically, these players um, were basically um, claiming to have gotten work done using the NBA's uh, health insurance and basically getting reimbursed for work that never was done. Um, and it's 18. What work? It was like, it's different things. I'm trying to see, can I figure out what it was, but um, was anywhere I'm on. 19. Oh, and it was one wife of yeah, Tony that. Allen was named in this and his wife. That's messed up. Um, it doesn't say well, I don't know. I haven't read like what work they was getting done and stuff like that. Um, they all face charges of conspiracy to commit healthcare and wire fraud and aggravated identity fraud. Um, what they say so far, 16 of the 18 players charged are in federal custody. Um, I can't even imagine what or why these players would do that. Not outside of the fact that they could get away with it at that moment. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think 
I just don't know. Like it is the most it's the most mind-boggling story because when you see who's in there, you're just kind of like, why? Like, but you know, I think what happens is people, and this is alleged, you know, I you know, people what's next after people when they lose when they leave the sport? Uh you know, if you don't have your finances in order, we've seen a lot of people go broke. So it is what they were playing. All I can think is money. You know, they, you said they what were, they were playing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, were. <laughs> they were playing. I, I think they somebody was getting away with it, and they wanted that's to try. The, that's it. the thing. They, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it says that uh, Terrence Williams has been accused of recruiting other NBA players uh, into the scheme. Received around two hundred and thirty thousand in payments from other players in return for providing them with uh, allegedly false invoices. I, I think people just getting away with it. Yeah. And it was, it was like, you can, hey, you could do this, this doctor sign off and you you can make, you can get this money. And I really thought. It's just greed, I, man. Yeah, I, I think it's, I, like, it's, it's like, it's like stupid story, yeah. man. <laughs> it's like, the, it came out of nowhere too, bro. Yeah, like, it was just like, whoa, it just, like, I didn't even know they was investigating <laughs> stuff like that, but I guess that's why it came out of nowhere. <laughs> like, this, yeah, that shit is it, just, it's crazy to even imagine that that's what was going on. Um, you know, mm. and, and not to be in those guys' pockets or anything, but I don't know what the league minimum was, was at the time, <laughs> but I know that these players, were at least making whatever the league minimum was, yeah. which is more I mean, than the majority of America. Yeah, I mean, Sebastian, I don't know about Sebastian Telfair, but... Uh, These wasn't scrubs Big, that was doing this, man. Big Baby Davis is is in this right. as well, right? Right. So it's like, you know, uh, Tony Island, Darius Miles, like those just, a, you know, bigger names. Like those are like, bigger <laughs> names, so you know they wouldn't get paid the minimum. It's yeah. like it's, it's it's like man, just just do what you're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, just bro. like at that point, it's like why why like, do that? Yeah, like oh, come on, man. You like because you can get away with it and you know it was wrong, doesn't mean you should do it. And then it's not that you it. got away with it; it's just, you just got away with it at that moment mm-hmm. because now you're having to face the charges. That's the thing like that the, we talk about with uh, decisions, like the man. Jay Gruden, John Gruden, yeah. Yeah, that exact same thing. Exact same thing, except it wasn't racist. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, do you hold that at at the same standard? Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, okay. (laughs) He said, (laughs) said, "Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Yeah, like sure. It's consequences for y'all. Should be consequences for him as well. I feel you, man. I feel you, brother. Um." I'm former Celtic, right? I hate that too, man. Like, no, it, it was like it was like, man, you saw it, and then I was like, I hope it wasn't nobody big, and then I was like, I hope it wasn't a Celtic, and then all you hear is three. I think it was like three or four Celtics on there that I saw. Yeah. I was like, dang, was like, and that oh. was when I was really rooting for him. Yeah, 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 man. They were happy. They were getting this money. I still, I still love the Celtics, man. Shout out to the Celtics, man. Yeah, but from some, uh, some older Celtics to a former Celtic that is now a Brooklyn Net. 
Let's talk about this guy. This guy bitch. here, dude. Like, oh my goodness, bro! You want to almost just be like, bro, just get the vaccine, man. Come on, man. <laughs> but you understand, I like, I get his stance. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a tough place for him to be. But I sometimes I don't understand his fight. Absolutely. I, this is one that I wonder, like we kind of spoke on. Uh, we haven't, but I have in my group chats. And we just kind of like at this point, we're just kind of annoyed with them. Like it's always something. And I get it. I don't want to ever take somebody's choice away. But at the same time, you signed this contract for, you know what I'm saying, millions of dollars to play. And I get it. It's, you know, shine you, whatever. I understand, but, you know, once again, there's consequences behind it. And, you know, you kind of, when you got other folks getting a shot, like, you're not going to, you're not going to be the guy to change things. Like, Steve Nash already said, yeah, we're kind of prepared to play without him at home games. Like, it's like, oh, my goodness. Like, I get it, but at, at some point, it's like, yo. It's like, it's almost you, you a, do? like, I almost want to say, just walk away from the game, man. Just yeah. just retire. I, I think, I think, I hate to see that because I think he has a lot to offer to the game, but it's, it's almost like you kind of want to be past him because, like, even after the game, what do you see him doing? Because it, it, it's crazy because you don't look at him as a, well, I personally don't look at him as a Colin Kaepernick guy. No, this is different from that. You know, this is, it's, it, it seems more of like a lot of personal choices. Yeah. And I get it. Like Draymond Green said something. It was like, you know, if your wife was pregnant, I wouldn't tell you not to go to a hospital to see your wife, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, that's his, his, uh, you know, his outview, his look on it. And he doesn't, you know, want to do it. So he kind of respect the decision. Who who are any of us to tell him different? I get it. But also, if it's, you know, like a mandate, we need it done to keep people safe. Then you also got to remember there's consequences behind it, too. Yeah. Like, uh, ben, like, let's take Ben Simmons. He wasn't showing up for practice. They took his money that he was owed, and they put it in the escrow. You ain't going to get this till you show up. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what they was going to do with his money. Oh, he started showing up. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess he's getting his money now. But it's like, I get it, man. But I really get it. You want your choice or whatever. But, but it's, it's almost like, is it worth the fight? Is it yeah. is it worth what you're giving up? Yeah. It's like the one kid in the classroom that just, bro, the whole class is straight. We try and go on this field trip. We we trying to, you know, whatever. Can you just be quiet for one second? Yeah. So that we can uh, you know, do what we gotta do. And it's like, no. Like, and I get it, like stand up for your right, whatever, but right. at some point, right. and, my goodness. And the other he's thing, been at the center of more stuff. Right, right, right. Like unnecessary stuff at that. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's it's like, bro, you look at it from this standpoint too, or this is this is my take on it, is if he was playing for Cleveland before LeBron got there. I understand. You know what I'm saying? I understand the the hoopla behind it. Oh, Kyrie Irving is not playing because he don't want this mandate. Bro, you are playing 
for the Nets, who are basically has been positioned to win the title, to be a contender for the title for these last two years. Mm-hmm. The only reason y'all didn't win last year was because of injuries. Yeah, which was nobody you, was gonna beat you guys. <laughs> so you mean to tell me you're like, I don't want to even call it selfish, man, because I understand it's your decision, it's your body, you know, but you think about it in the sense of like the like the abortion situation. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. women's bodies. That's their decision. But it's like, bro, like you play in the NBA, something you fought to do all your life to get there. You know it wasn't easy getting there. You're there, and now what do you do with it? You're, you're like you're literally in control of how many championships you win. Oh yeah, because bro, they got KD. I- James Harden and him. Yeah, everybody. Like, come Kinda. on, man. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and, bro, they bench ain't bad either. No, no, no. It, it's, <laughs> I don't know, man. Is he replaceable? Just, yes. Kyrie Irving oh, yeah. is definitely replaceable. But would he be a great help to Brooklyn in bringing home the champion? Because could you imagine, like, them in the finals and he can't play at the home games? And, and that's what it seemed like it's going to be. <laughs> like, like I, I need to know what's your base of why you don't want to. Right. Uh, he said it's a lot of people reason. What is it? Like, like what is it? And I, and your choice is your choice. I'm not gonna. I can't criticize you, but at some point, it's you have an obligation, man. And if you know, don't be mad if they decide to fire you. I, I honestly think, hey, what's the point of him being there, bro? It'd have been one conversation with me. Uh, you got into. X amount of days to get this thing done. If you don't get it done, we're gonna have to let you go. Yeah. That's it. That would have been the cold conversation, and I'd have been done with the with everything. And it wouldn't have been a bunch of and I understand why, like we're sitting up here talking about it. It's big news. Um, because I mean that could change the trajectory of where they are. I think we're still gonna come out with the same outcome, but um if they can stay healthy, but, um, you know, I mean, like it's enough guards out here. That's, you know, they not Kyrie, but they ain't no scrub. They can fit on that team. (laughs) You know, they can, they can definitely go to that team and ball out. Um, I don't know, man. I I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just hope whatever he decides, he makes the decision for him and not for anybody else. Yeah, you know it's yeah. it's honestly um, a lot of the stuff that Kyrie has been in the news about. Like the thing that bothered me the most about Kyrie Irving was when his team was playing, he decided to take two weeks off. Or and at that point, that it's kind of like, me. yeah, at that point, it's kind of like, yeah, you're a selfish piece of trash. Yeah. You know, so it's it's like whatever reasoning you're doing this for, I hope it's for you and not to prove a point of something else. Yeah. You know. Um be ready for whatever the consequences right, is behind because it. if I was the if I was the one in charge, man, he wouldn't be playing for me this year. He'd be yeah, off the I, team. I would talk to I would honestly, I would be like, This is what I'm thinking. I would talk to the team and get their opinion about it. I'd talk to the coach, get their opinion about it. But I will tell them, hey, he has until this day 
to get vaccinated. If he does not, he is gone. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is like, right. <laughs> what am I going to do? If we, if we, if he's the only player that's not vaccinated, I got to let him go. Yeah. In that sense. But yeah. Um, I want to end it with, uh, with Nas. Let's go. Let's end up some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, Nas is actually a is going to be teaching the master class. Um, the you know you can go online. It's like um, you can go online and, and sign up for his class, and it's the art of storytelling. Mm-hmm. I would. I thought that was so dope and so fitting for him to actually be teaching this to. Um, people that sign up for the class. Uh, I was like, oh, it'd be nice to, to sign up for it, but I don't know how much it costs or anything, but I just probably Damn. wouldn't. But I'm going to look into it, though. But I think yeah, it's cool. It. I think he's, like, the perfect person to, to like, go to, you know, yeah, to I teach this. So I, I mean, like, three right. stacks would probably be pretty good, too, but I think uh, <laughs> he's, uh-huh. he's a part of that uh, great storytellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, conversation. Um, and I, I just think uh, it's perfect for him and in, in all the things that he's doing. I always thought of Nas to be a great person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you always look at people and be like, um, I think the battle between him and Jay-Z got me on Jay-Z's side and tainted my fandom for Nas a little bit but seeing what he's doing the investments that he's making the things that he's doing outside of um, hip hop has really made me pay attention to him more mm-hmm. you know um, because those are the things that I actually look look into and I actually like and uh, just seeing those things man uh, makes me want to appreciate him more and honestly go back and I've started to listen to more of his songs and and trying to figure out like why is people always on Nas you know so um, that's perfect man I think that's that's just fitting for him and everything like that so can you picture starting school and Nas pops on the screen I could not picture that picture that man I I would be like hold up I would be the best student in the class and then I'd be like man you like Oh, uh, you're Nas, it's man. Nas. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's I have Nas, Nas for a teacher, so Nas, Nas for a teacher, man. You know I'm going to get some girls off of this. Especially, Especially if, bro, if I was in undergrad. I wouldn't know what to do. I, like, bro, <laughs> he couldn't teach I'm me. Like, Nas is not. Nas. This is Nas, man. What are we yeah. learning today? What's up, man? Uh, <laughs> I, I want to throw one more thing out there. Go once ahead, we end, it'd be real quick since we're on the, uh, on the whole subject of school. Shout out to Yay, man. Yeah, he opened up his school, done academy prep school outside of LA. Did he? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it uh, already secured some commitments as far as the, uh, I think the uh, the basketball team as well. Like five stars are like coming to play there. <laughs> yeah. So he's actually there interviewing for a coach. They got uh, like tons of, uh, um, so they they've. Secure commitments from five star basketball prospects, and you know they're interviewing coaches. Uh, yeah, man, it's a tuition free private school K through twelve located outside of Los Angeles. So 
And What's Adidas the, is going to be doing the gear for their for their athletic sports team. That so makes that, sense. That's pretty cool too. So, what's the determining um, factor for the students to get in? That I do not know. Because I mean, like, if it's free, I don't see why everybody <laughs> wouldn't go. That's a good question. Uh, that I don't know. Um, let me see. Uh, I don't know. I have to look more into it. Yeah. Well, shout uh, out to him. Man. I think that's huge, yeah. man, that, that a lot of these artists are now coming back and, and creating different avenues for people, uh, younger generations, man. That's what that's why I feel like we all should be striving to do. Uh, build that bridge for um, generations behind you. Um, so shout out to him, man, for that. It's amazing. Yeah, man. yeah. check it out. Read into it. Yeah. For show. Um, that's all we got, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, man. Uh, yeah, man. Let's get on out of here, man. I appreciate you guys listening to another episode of the Speaker Geekers podcast. If you haven't already, please go subscribe to the, to the YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to us on the podcast platforms, wherever you listen to podcasts from. Just hit the subscribe button so you never miss a drop. Um... If you haven't, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Speaker Geekers Podcast. You can follow me at I am Tommy T the Third. You got Steve at the Great Steve O Steve, and you got Greg at Barry Made of Wood. <laughs> that is too <laughs> funny. It. Shout out to shout out to G Man and uh, Allison on their um, nuptials. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah, nuptials. Yeah, yeah. Holy matrimony. Yeah, dog. Um, shout out to him. So he'll be coming back here at some point. Um, <laughs> what else is it? Did I miss anything? Steve, you got anything? Uh, no, 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 not too much. All right, yeah, everything's pretty good. Stuff looking, looking nice. And hey, new episode. There it is. Well, with that being said, guys, I'm out. Peace. Peace.